is that, look, I don't think I'll ever commit murder, but <laughs> if somebody's like, let's remake Back to the Future, there's some things that are you just don't touch. I, know, I feel that way about like Labyrinth. Oh, love Labyrinth. Like, what if somebody was like, we should, it's, yeah. the, the CG for all the goblins, no. you're like, oh god. No, the, oh, I no. used to have nightmares about the things that took off their heads and passed their heads around. And they, what's so scary about it is they say to Jennifer Conley, they're like, take off your head. Yeah. And I'm like, humans don't work <laughs> like that. She's like, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, but they don't get it. Like, no. they're being nice. Yeah, they're like, no, it'll be fun. Yeah. Here, let me help you. And remember, fair maiden. Should you need us? Yes. Should you need us? For any reason at all. Hello? Hi there. Hi there. Hello. Hi. Uh-oh. Hi. We've, we've got a second female voice. That's only happened two other times on really? Carry-On. You only have dudes? Yeah. It's, here's, it's just by default because all our friends are gay men for the most part. Just because they're the most I interesting, wonderful people we know. gay men. It's true. What's not but, to love? Yeah. yeah we had, my question. We yeah. had Beth on and we had Abby on. And they were great. And I'm, yeah, yeah thrilled. It's yeah. nice to have a little feminine Sometimes, energy. A little some... estrogen besides Alex. Yeah. Estrogen. Hey, wait a minute. That was unexpected. It was a compliment. I'm just kidding. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Um, welcome to Carry On. Episode the Sex 22. The podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm Alec, also known as Charlene. You can call me Charlene. I like Charlene better. If you'd like. Sometimes I think he said Charlene. I think he did. No one's named either of those things anymore, by the way. I'm Kat, and with us today... Hello, everyone. I'm Clark Wolf. Whoa! I, I, Clark. I'm impressed that I've seen the day. This it's is, wonderful this is to fantastic. have you. I'm, I said that like an asshole. Like, I'm like, I can't believe you showed your face. But it's more like, I've been talking about you for a while and trying to get you on the podcast for a while, and then we connected on the internet because I listened to your podcasts and then you were like, by the way, if you ever want a guest, and I was like, yeah, she'll I, never I, have to know how obsessive no. I am. Well, it's funny that you say I was trying to get you on the podcast because I'm like, trying? I, <laughs> well, oh, to maybe my in my head I was trying. <laughs> yeah. In, in my like, head I was having these elaborate fantasies about, well, maybe, maybe one day, maybe, maybe I'll just pick the best one and then, and then. Find a way to make her listen to it. And oh then... my god, literally any time. Yeah, literally any time for Sex and the City. Clark, if you're not familiar, is just um, Jane of all trades. She writes, she acts, she hosts, she co-hosts. <laughs> There's not much she doesn't do, actually. I don't. You're co- really she's good way at complimenting and funnier. <laughs> You complimented like six things earlier tonight. I meant all place, of them. And I was like. <laughs> I love people who compliment. Yeah. I meant every word of oh, it, too. Liar. I, I, you looked up and to the left when you said it. That's no, how I knew. I was because I was admiring more things oh, about the you're, decor. You're, you were just scanning. I constantly. was. There are so many things to of compliment. In now, this room. one of our most frequent guests, Daniel Montgomery, he's on our podcast a lot. He has a lot of huge opinions about um, the show, he, um, he has listened a lot to Killer POV and okay. listened to your crossover episode. Okay. 
um, just forever ago when that happened, yeah. like forever ago. Yeah, and he was funny. like, I think she's so much fun. So you should say hi to Daniel right hi, now. Hi, Daniel. Whoa, shout out to Daniel. Well, I'm glad that you listened to Killer POV and listened to um, the Bloodcast crossover. Oh, yeah. And I would suggest that you continue to listen to the Bloodcast. I because, do. Because, well, I know you do. I'm yeah. talking to Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. Listen um, up, because buddy. Because we've only gotten better. The Bloodcast is a lot of fun because it's it's... It's much more um, analytical. Yes. Kind of like Carry On is for Sex and the City. If you like horror. Yes. Yep. Comparable. Very comparable. Um, well, I feel like this was a great episode. Oh, yeah. We watch. just watched, yes. uh, we just watched totally season two, one. episode nine. Ten. Uh, yep. We just watched season two, episode ten of Sex and the City. Now, before we begin, the cast though, system. Yeah. I want to ask Clark. Yes. How did you get into Sex and the yes. City? What was Ooh. your first... This Memory is called of Clark Wolf origin story. My yeah. origin story. <laughs> so, well, it's funny because um, actually, similarly to Buffy, um, I did not start this in the beginning. I kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, socially, you can sort of pick up on what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know and who the girls kind of are, exactly. And be, and Sex and the City became such a pop culture phenomenon that it wasn't hard to even in high school mm-hmm. when the show was airing um, live new episodes. It wasn't hard for me to like figure out what was going on. So. Um, I watched it here and there, um, but I specifically remember watching the last part of the final season, like yeah. the, the mm. last six episodes, yeah. um, because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know, did it, it that aired in 2004? That's yep, right. right. That's when okay, it Okay, so it was amazing because that was my senior year of high school, okay. Buffy wrapped up, yeah. and oh. then Sex and the City wrapped yeah. up. And Friends was Friends. that yes. year as okay. well. Uh, another year, I feel like no, I no, remember the people same having year. viewing parties it was the same year because I remember. Oh, I think that was the our end of year Sex in the Yeah, it was yeah. the end of Sex in the City and the end of Friends are like strangely similar. Oh wow! Because some because Rachel's going to go to Paris. Paris. Oh That's sure, right. and you know Carrie. I, I was more off the Friends bandwagon by that time. So like I remember I watched the finale, but yeah. I think it was yeah. kind of out of due diligence. Like I did That's how I was with X Files. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like well, you gotta you gotta know how it wraps up. Right. Like even if you haven't been watching, yeah, for sure. A while. So, so it was your senior year of yeah, high it was my school, senior year, and I remember watching the last couple of episodes, and and I feel like, and I always say this, and and I do, and I think people think it's silly because it's oh, it's Sex in the City and whatever, but I feel like the series finale of Sex in the City is one of the best finales I've ever you're, seen. Yes. Girl, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, I really mm-hmm. think it is such quality television yes. and it's so mature mm-hmm. and it's so real and heartbreaking and yeah. sad and happy. The stakes are so high. They're so high and it's just real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember even without all, you know, however many seasons prior, watching that finale and being really moved by mm-hmm. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I got the box set for Christmas one year. I asked for, like, the whole, you know, the big mm-hmm. pink yeah. thing. Oh. And, um, and, and when I was out in L.A., I'd been in L.A. for maybe two or three years, um, I just decided to watch the entire series. Yes. And yes. so that's when I went through episode by episode. Do you have a favorite episode? I don't have a favorite episode. I mean... I um there are moments we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. there are moments that I think of regularly like yeah. I think of the scene where Samantha is trying not to cry at work and she gets oh. into the elevator mm-hmm. and I think about that all the time I think about Harry and um Charlotte all yeah. the time yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes when I'm having a really bad day I think now is the time for guts 
and guile. Yeah. When she watches the E! True Hollywood story mm-hmm. of um, yeah. um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor. 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 There's yeah. The, yes. Like, um, I, I do. Well, it's Like, I take it very seriously. Let me ask you this. Yes. Who is your favorite character and why is it Miranda? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I actually really love all four of the main women. Mm-hmm. I am a Carrie. Um, I'm mm-hmm. definitely a Carrie. I know I I'm think a I am too. I wish I were a Miranda, but I think I'm more Carrie. I'm definitely a Carrie. I have friends who tell me like they when the show would be like on TBS all the time on reruns, I would have friends text me and be like, Carrie Bradshaw just did this thing and it is like I could just see you doing it. <laughs> oh um, gosh. Yeah, and sometimes like, that's great and sometimes it's like, but oh, see, you're this right. is the thing. I listened to your episode um last week. I listened to last week's episode in preparation to come on today and and I love the debate or the conversation about um about Carrie being unlikable. Yeah. Because to me, um, these these women on television who are quote unquote unlikable mm-hmm. are just real people. Yes, They're, that's right. I, I, you just said a mouthful. I mean, and I really mean that. Like, yeah, Carrie's not perfect, and yeah, right. Carrie dresses kind of weird, and yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker, the actress who plays her, is beautiful, but in a strange way, and right. her love of her life isn't a movie star, but he's right. handsome in a way, and it's like. Right. People, I think, get so frustrated with her because she's such a real, mm-hmm. flawed, imperfect character. And guess what? People are annoying yes. sometimes. Yes, yeah, they are. And, and you love them just the same, or you get yeah. mad at them just the same. And well, they make big mistakes. You know, yeah, of course. Have to, con- have to keep going through their lives and not think of themselves as shitty people and just, like, move on Shit and, and happens, believe in yeah. themselves you know? still. Well, people talk about, you know, this, like, the last five to ten years as being the golden age of television. Right. And it's like, oh, it's The Sopranos or Breaking Bad or all these things. But I really think that Sex and the City should be credited for a lot of that. Absolutely. And it is the... I, I think it does specifically have to do with painting Carrie as a fully formed like uh three-dimensional character who's interesting and is sometimes a fuck up and i think it shows in some ways the maturity of like the television watching audience that it was like oh my god carrie's so annoying 10 years ago but now it's like you watch girls or you watch any of these things and there's no question when they do something wrong or you know quote unquote bad it's that's the fun of it that's the fun of watching television watching these flawed characters figure out their lives instead of just always getting it right and then the cake burns what are we going to do yeah. Walter White murders people See, and everyone's wearing yeah. t-shirts with yeah. his face on well, them well and this is my this is my argument and i'm actually i am working on a bigger written piece about this um yes. but um but the male anti-hero is mm-hmm. is an archetype in in our golden age of television right now mm-hmm. people i mean they talk about it all the time whether it is tony soprano or walter white or don draper mm-hmm. or louis on louis on yeah. louis oh, yeah. or yeah. or whatever the case may be and we still have not gotten to a place where we women can be an anti-hero. Yeah. And let's not even talk about for an entire series. For how about an episode? <laughs> Do you know what right. I mean? Like and yeah. and I I'm not like you know, I feel like Sex in the City because it was such a pop culture phenomenon, mm-hmm. a lot of times people really kind of sweep it under the rug or they or they they overlook it in terms of importance. Right. When really and by the way, speaking of Miranda, mm-hmm. I love that character. Yes. But I also and and I and I of course love Samantha 
Samantha, but I feel like as the series progressed, um, Charlotte, once she met Harry, mm-hmm. I feel like, and not once she met Harry, because that makes it sound like her whole character sort of depended on it, but that's another thing to be said, is that argument for these people, when different people come into different people's lives, what they bring out in them. Harry yes. challenged Charlotte in a way exactly. she had never been challenged. And she she's Mrs. Rules. Yeah. And she even says in this episode, like, I'm breaking all my rules. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, what, what the fuck are those? Because I can't find them yeah. if we're really talking. But anyway, we'll get to that. But yeah... Harry is a person who is, he's, he's hairy everywhere except his head, and he's smelly, and he, <laughs> yeah. you know, sits his bare ass on the white couch, but... But she just loved him. No, she couldn't mm-hmm. love anybody like and she loves Harry. And she became a real person yeah. when she got yeah, out she... of the Trey McDougals and, and all of those things, and um, same with Samantha when she met Smith. I mean, I would argue that those last couple of seasons when she was in the relationship with Smith and when she did go through that cancer, you know, Samantha went from being a caricature... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being the life of the party yes. to actually becoming a real fully formed character. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons, again, why I really argue for this series finale and for those last six episodes yeah. is because all of the women portrayed on this show had real stakes, like you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. And and so they got to be real characters. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that Sex and the City really had a lot to do with the Sopranos and the Breaking Bads and the girls and the Louis and all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's some silly girls show. Well, and that's the thing is it's also else. gorgeous and fabulous. Of course. And it has all the fabulous <laughs> yeah. ma- game showrunners and, yeah. and the fashion and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, But I ask you, what, you know, I look at, sometimes I'll go on oh, Twitter. On my shirt. Sometimes I'll go, <laughs> it's, my story, my life. Yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes I'll go on Twitter or Instagram and just search the hashtag, and go through and like some posts just to drive a little traffic sure. our way and see if people, you know, will find us. And um, and they are little by little in Israel and Illinois and all over, um, <laughs> which is so weird. But when I do, like, just I encourage you go search the hashtag Sex in the City. Every moment of every day, yeah. someone is watching that show and getting their life. Like, they are... Now, 10 years from now, is that going to be true of Breaking Bad? Like, don't get me wrong, I think that... I, I think I've, I think Breaking Bad might be the best television show ever made. Doesn't mm. mean it's my favorite, but mm. I think it's perfect and wonderful. Um, but... And, and great to, like, you know, like, cry your eyes out in terror and watch and, as this person crumbles and whatever. Right. But I'm not sure I'll go through that entire journey again. Maybe once again. But but people connect to Sex and the City uh, and they need to watch episodes over and over again. And an episode will mean something different to them five years from now than it did mm-hmm. today. And people are dying over it every moment of every day right now. Like, it's wild to me. I... In college, wrote a paper because Entourage was on at the same time, mm-hmm. and you know I've watched uh, a handful of Entourage like episodes and seasons. I mean, I can keep up, but um, but at the same time, you had this gaggle of guys and this gaggle of gals. Mm-hmm. The guys are in L.A., the girls are in New York. Mm-hmm. It's it's very you know on face value comparable, and they both I would argue were pop culture phenomenons. Yeah. Now the thing that I sort of posited, and this was back in college, and I don't know if I don't know if I I think I still agree with it, but I think it's really interesting the way that male escapism and female escapism mm-hmm. kind of exists oh, yes. because 
I feel like women were watching Sex and the City and were going, oh my God, that's so me. Whereas mm-hmm. men were watching Entourage, and of course these are very general statements. I, sure. Obviously, yeah. I hope that your listeners know that I'm making a general statement, not a specific statement. But but the men who are watching Entourage were, you know, the women were saying, oh my God, that's so me. And the men were saying, oh my God, I, I wish, wish that, that were me. me. Yeah. I knew you were going to say oh, that. Well, that's, you know, that's so inter- true. That's interesting that you say that because... I think that, and a little bit of a revelation for me when you say that, because the way that I consume media Mm -hmm. is never trying to find situations in which I relate to things that have happened to me, or like, oh, wow, you really connected to something that I've been through. That actually, I I dare to like even try to bring up uh, a piece of media that I watch or read where I feel that way. I mean, I definitely have connected with emotions. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that I understand that emotion that, that person is going through. But I don't watch I don't watch or consume media to try and relate to it. Right. You wanna learn if if I may speak for you, it seems to me like the stuff you seek out, you wanna learn something new about the world you've never seen before? Uh maybe well I don't know. I mean, I think I, nope. I, I think I'd really have to uh, examine that, and, and weird that I haven't. But um, <laughs> you're but, freak. I mean, look. Here's the thing: is that uh, for me, I think it is experiential, sure. in, in 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 the kind of superficial way. And then I'll fall in love with something, right. and then I'll just like you know think about it and examine it from every angle. But like recently. Um, I, my friends have gotten me into a show that I would have never even thought to like look at or pay attention to, Mm -hmm. which is RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, sure. But now I'm converted. Like, and I'll talk about it at work and people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) And for the last time, girls, don't but it's amazing. It's so yeah. punk rock. And um, there, you know, there, there is something universal about it and yeah. universal to connect to. And I think that, you know, um, the way I was introduced to Sex in the City was from a guy that I roomed with in college mm-hmm. my sophomore year. He was like rushing a frat. Mm. And uh, he was a really cool dude. Um, and like really kind of surprising in the things that he liked and imbibed, I guess. And one of those things was sex in the city. Mm-hmm. Now you would never, yeah. ever, ever have guessed Super that bro-y. about this guy. Super broy, mm-hmm. but, and he gave me his sex in the city DVDs cause he was afraid that his frat brothers would oh my find God. it. Wow. Um, That's and amazing. yeah, um, but you know, I, and I'd be I'd be curious to have a conversation with him now, like some ten odd years later or whatever, um, about what he loved about it. Yeah. But I'll say, just from my perspective, what I love about it as a straight guy is that I think it's just great TV. Right, and I mean, it's it just is, fun. By the way, uh, it's funny, um, and it's like ten years later, I think still relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, great acting, um, great scripts. It's honest, I mean, it's, it's just, endearing. Yeah, and there's nothing like it. Speaking of all those wonderful things, yeah. let's talk about how they relate to the episode well, we just let's watched. Do. Um we could do this for two hours and this is why <laughs> we we're doing this do. podcast. We yes. Um uh okay, so we watched the cast system which was directed by Allison Anders Okay, great. Couldn't find much that she did that was relevant to me. This was fine. Mm-hmm. Darren Starr wrote this episode. Oh. It aired... Okay. <laughs> that was a sneer. Um, it aired August 8th, 
1999, so almost 15 years ago to the day. That's so crazy. Which is nuts. Um, and we open up with Carrie talking about New York. Yeah. yeah. They say it's spring. This feeling light as a feather. They say this thing. This magic we share together. With the too. Here are some things I love about New York. That week in spring when it's warm but not hot and the trees are just beginning to bloom. Men in suits. Three papers and 12 gossip columns. It's easy for me to say I love you, New York. It's not so easy to say I love you, Mr. Big. We got some New York I actually thought about jazz. this today because... I- you know, you'll like read interviews um, about TV shows, and especially this one, and they'll be like, you know, New York is a character in this show, just like the four ladies. Right. And I, I always used to be like, okay, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But actually, <laughs> watching this in order, I, I do, yeah. I subscribe to that now. Sure. I do think New York is a character in the show. My favorite example of that is, is I love New York when Carrie, the very beginning of the episode, she's like, there's a day in New York where. The air changes and you have to have a blanket on your bed for the first That's time. Very and I'm true. like, oh, as we as we dip down into the like, I guess I don't know when the dog days of summer are. Whatever. Yeah. All I want when it hits August is for it to be October already. I know, but I feel the same and way. I just want it to be. Um, well, I'm surprised. I'm almost surprised to hear you say because aren't you like nuts out of your mind busy in October sometimes? I mean, yes, no. well, sure, but with all I the mean, horror stuff, yeah, but but so it's I, a I great still, place to be in LA. I want to wear my sweaters. Yes, to yeah. all that the things too. That I have to do. Indeed. Um, New York and jazz music. Like, you know, it's always yes. like that. Harry when Harry <laughs> met Sally. And because you know what it is? It's 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 old. It's just it's it's classic. It's yeah. classy. It's, and so is New York. And so is New York. Although I will say when I lived there, I felt a little like I had been misled. I was kind of like, yeah. oh, Where's really? All the... I've never lived there. I've lived there and, and I'll tell I will tell you this. The first snow. The first snow, and I'm from Atlanta, so all the snow we got were what was yeah. you know, it was flurries. once a year and magical exactly, and, yes. and it was but it was non-existent, and and it was the type of snow that you could run around in. And I remember the first snow when I was living in Manhattan, and I was walking to the subway, and I thought, oh my gosh, it's snowing! I'm gonna go, I'm I'm gonna go walk in the snow Brilliant. to the thing, Gorgeous. and then I realized, oh. Wow, this snow's kind of like rain. It's oh. really coming down, and I'm getting soaking wet. This <laughs> is not like any other snow I've ever experienced before. And then I realized, oh, this isn't cute at all. Actually. And then a homeless guy like ejaculated on your on the back of your jacket. Exactly. You only I, found it later. And then when I was went downstairs to the actual subway, I was like, is it snowing inside? What is happening? Oh. And where is this moisture? coming from and why am I wet? I hate this. And so my magical New York moment was was ruined. But the point is that I I lived in New York and I was watching Sex and the City and this was before I started from episode one but TBS had picked it up yeah. and so it was like it was always on mm-hmm. and I would revisit these and you know I have this boyfriend at NYU and he and you know and I'm here in the big city by myself in New York and I'm watching Sex and the City and I'm like 
that's not what my New York <laughs> looks like. I don't know what your New York looks yeah. like. But so there is this romantic idea of jazz and Louis Armstrong. And I personally, it has to come before When Harry Met Sally. But yes. I think When Harry Met Sally was like, maybe it's the definitive mm-hmm. blending. I love, of see this. I love, loves it I so love that movie too. It's one of my favorites. But yeah. that, Harry Connick Jr. and then the classic Ella and Louis soundtrack and oh. yeah. all those things. I, I think they Breakfast really... Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh yeah, of course. Breakfast at Tiffany's. They really epitomized yeah. that sound, that jazz. Sure. Like, and it, I think there is something about you know, living in that space and then listening to the music of that space, like how, you know, we all live in LA and we listen to Tupac every morning, like you wake I up. I do that yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, West, West But there are a lot of, there are, actually, now that I think about it, New York, New York is a very, you know, jazzy song and Autumn in New York is a very jazzy song and a lot of songs written about New York are jazzy, yeah. so I guess that makes sense, sister. Yeah. Right. Um, anywho, so it, it yes. you know, it has so that little jazzy tune. We're Carrie in New and York. Big. Carrie's got her crimped hair. I She's, love. Oh, her come on! Hair. Amazing. Her hair. I'm sorry. Like I'm sorry, but Obsessed. her hair in this season is just well. And this episode, Ugh. because the last one we watched, it wasn't like this. Oh, it was. She starts straightening it this oh. episode because I was like, oh, there it is. I just, and I don't think the straightening is responsible for all the length. Like she must have oh, extensions. She extensions and I also think they they like they also colored. There was one, the first scene Cynthia Nixon was in, her hair was that, that unnatural red color, yeah. and then it, and Changed. then it wasn't quite that bad. For, so I feel like, I feel like they really decided they needed to up the, like, styling ante. They mm. were like, we're halfway through the season. Yeah. But Carrie's, I'm so obsessed with, this might be my favorite Carrie Bradshaw hair. I love. Is the long, just, it's so long. She's got those weird, tiny little wispy bangs that yeah. I just mm-hmm. can't, I would never love let it. go. But she, she and Bigger walking down the street, and she realized, she's, she's tousling his hair. You get to see them being playful, which, yeah. by the way, since you mentioned how perfect you think the finale is, you know, it's like we see Carrie and Big playing, and then in the finale we see her trip him, and they laugh on the floor. Like they're just—I will say—and you guys, you guys talked about this on your last episode about how Sarah Jessica Parker is not Carrie Bradshaw, and a right. lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people really don't understand no. yeah. that. I can that understand is that a character that she yeah. created, and it's a true testament to what a good actress she is. Yes, and a lot of people, it, she makes it look effortless, and that's the curse. That's the the curse of being a good actor is you right. make it look easy and people think that's who you are. But um, that is something I've always noticed about Carrie and Big is A, they are both strange looking but mm-hmm. very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a chemistry oh. yes. that is not I, I've never seen a chemistry. I mean, it's it's such a unique chemistry because it's mm-hmm. not perfect, right? And it's not like oh, those two need to be together. It's fireworks. Do you want a fireworks? I saw you fireworks. Right. It almost doesn't but make sense. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> and they just get each other. Yes. And I don't know how you find two actors that do that. No. It's such a rare occurrence. It makes you wonder how any great TV or movies ever, it, ever, it's ever It's totally get lightning in a bottle it with is. the two of them. And you're right. It's very unique and it's so palpable. Like, you watch the two of them together and you get pregnant. I don't care where <laughs> you are. I don't care if you have a uterus or not. In that moment. And Chris Noth, I mean, here's the thing that about Chris Noth that fascinates me 
is it's like he's not of this world. No. It's so strange, isn't it? It's he's timeless. Yep. He's completely timeless. So he's perfect. I mean, in that sense, he he is New York. Well, and in terms of casting, by the way, you know, they make such a big deal on the show about how Big never really interacts with her best friends. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that's a real thing. Sure. I can tell you as yeah. a single lady living in a big city, in multiple big cities, that is such, like, I have these boyfriends and the closest people in my life are like, so when are we going to get to meet him? Who is this yeah. person that you keep talking about? Yeah. And they never do. But the point is that Big does not blend right. with Big would not blend with Steve. Mm-hmm. Big would not <laughs> blend with Harry, Harry maybe because yeah. they're kind of bougie, yeah. but yeah. not but only in business, not in personality. Right. And um and yet he's so close to Carrie. Mm-hmm. And that's something for me that I know I always identified with was having a boyfriend who did not click with my friends. Yeah. You know? That's a very difficult thing. It's a very difficult why, thing. Why do you think that is? In the show or in, in my in real your life? particular case. Yeah, let's talk about your life, Clark. <laughs> well, I'm currently very single, so um, I don't know about any of that. But but no, I think it well, I, I think it's because it's the type of person that I'm compelled by is is often the type of person who probably wants me to be their girlfriend but doesn't want to be my boyfriend. Oh, and I think but at the same Boys. time, I think that that's a very big thing. Yeah. Mr. Big Thing. I mean, it's like, yes, he loves Carrie, but does he want to do the whole thing? Right. Ah, go out with your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I'm older than you. I work in a different industry. Yeah. You and I I have a thing. Why do I have to have a thing with these people? Right, right, right. And that's so... And you're like you were saying, Alec, he doesn't fit in to yeah. this world, to this sex in the city. He's almost this majestical, like, anomaly, this, yeah. this thing that, that you just see from afar and you kind of get to know, but then he's gone. Yeah. And then at the same time, if... He can sense how important it is to carry. He he'll will, do it. He'll do it. He'll do it, and that's, he can have the bibbity bobbity. And that's why and we keep him on. That's and that's right. why we keep yeah. him. That's why we we approve of. He it. listens. I, I if always, it's important, I if remember, you use your words and yeah. say, "I want you to be with my friends." Yep. But well, you, of course, want a guy. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you, of yeah. course, want the guy to be like, "Of oh, course, I'll, you do." That you just want them to magically know, yes. like yes. Aiden, who, mm-hmm. by the way, Carrie could not ultimately be with because for whatever reason and I mean this is not a therapy session but I get that too I have dated yeah. too many Aidens and, and fucked it up oh so god I, give me the, their number please to, I love to your, he does love Aiden to, to your point about um, about you want the men to just sense what you need. Yeah, it's it's the it's the thing in the the Vince Vaughn Jennifer Aniston movie, The Breakup. I want you to want to do the dishes. Sure, like, I want you to want to be with my friends. I want you to be enamored of them and think they're great. And and Big you knows know what, them. Though? He's like, I know what they are. Miranda's the redhead. Charlotte's the brunette. And Samantha's trouble. And mm-hmm. I know who your friends are. I don't need to hang I, out with I, them. But I I have to say that I think that there's another part of all people who are compelled by the mystery. So you say that, but I think in some degrees what makes Big so sexy and sure. fun is that he won't give you what you want. Oh, he's such a mystery. And that's something I always tried to Ooh. learn, but I can't help it. I'm an open book. <laughs> I, so I was like, hi, nice to meet you. I love you. I mean, oh, oh God. No, stick oh, with no. it. Well, I met Chris Noth one time. Oh, okay. You know well, this. Goodness me. And I'm telling you, like, when he's as close as I am to you, girl. Well... 
Woo! I'll see your Chris Noth and raise you a John Corbett. I don't oh, want to get out of here. I met John Corbett in real life, and I, I, I always, oh, who doesn't love Aiden? We all yeah. love Aiden, yeah. okay? He's like, completely but lovable. Let me tell you something. When I saw him in person, it was like, I know this sounds crazy, but it was like seeing Elvis. Was it like that moment in Ghost Town in the episode where the crowd parts and he turns around and he I looks mean, great and he's looking at you? It, he is, John Corbett is um, otherworldly oh, in person. Yeah. I wow. mean, and, and it doesn't get captured on television. Like, yes, he's cute and he's, oh, and I have a furniture store and I'm so sweet and I have a dog. Yeah. No, in person... He's magnetic. He's he's a he, he. You just go. I mean, I was like, wow. I, yeah. I was really taken aback by him. I just recently read that he actually moved to Southern California to work in a factory and worked in a factory for like f- six years, and then got like lost his job or ended up leaving. And was like, I guess I'll try this acting thing. Hey, Pop Tart, where you been and what you been to? Well, on the topic of you just wanted them to know, you just want them to know. I feel like that ties to the purse. In yes. this episode. Oh, sure. Let's let's take it back as to the As many purse times as I've seen this episode, by the way, I, I just must not have been paying full attention. The whole, it didn't tie into me that the purse he got her is the purse that he sees all the fancy women he knows carrying. Or some variation a, of right, it. They yeah. see a watermelon, yes. a something, a this, I, that. It yes. never occurred. But anyway, yeah. please, tell, tell well, us about the purse. I Big just, gives Carrie a purse. Big gives Carrie a purse, and she's been grappling with how to tell him, I love you, which... It's it's such a weird thing because I, I don't know maybe I've been in therapy too long. But Go like, on. No, but really, I, I just like am so at a point where I'm like, well, this is how I feel, and yeah, you can feel however you want. Yeah, but I so like this whole idea, and not to say that I would like be able to just come out and be like, I love you, and not worry or care. Right, right. But at the same time, part of me is just like, all right, you put it out just there, and say who it. cares? Yeah. Like if they put it, if they return, fine. If they they do great, if they don't, who? If they whatever. don't better, you know. Know now. Well, and, and just, also maybe they're not there yet. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. okay. So regardless, but listen, spoken like a true single person. So anyway, yeah. But you're right though, Carrie. I even wrote or break up because she confesses that she loves him, and then she's talking to her girlfriend. She's like, it's been because he know, hasn't said it. Back. He hasn't said it back, yeah. and she's like. They're like, what are you going to do? She's like, well, I guess hopefully he'll say it or then I have, I guess I have to break up with him. And I was like, yeah, she's like, I'll give it a week. You told Big I love you because he gave you that. What did you think it was? A large diamond duck ring? I think my mother has one of these in the shape of a squirrel. Note, I did not say I love the purse. And then what did he say? Well, he just sort of reacted stunned for a moment. And then he said, well, you're welcome. Uh, I'll just. Wait for you outside. Well, maybe he thought you said, I love it. No, it was a very deliberate and distinct you. So he just sort of pretended like you didn't say it? Yeah, sort of, but we both know I did. So now I've laid down the gauntlet. He either has to say I love you back or I guess I'm going to have to break up with him. Well, how long are you going to give him? Well, I didn't put an expiration date on the sentiment, but I figure it's got the shelf life of a dairy product. It's going to start to curdle in about a week. You know, it's so interesting. You can tell a man I hate you, you have the best sex of your life, but tell him I love you, you'll probably never see him again. Oh, it's just very, it's very comforting right now. Wait a minute, time out. Did you ever think that at this very moment, the man might be trying to find his own way to tell Carrie that he loves her? 
Listening to Miranda wax optimistic about love was more disorienting than a heat wave in February. <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah. like, wait, I'm sorry. I'm intrigued by the idea of the knowing boat? the moment that you fall in love with somebody. Oh, me too. She's like, you know, because in the episode, Carrie says, you know, the first time I realized I was in love with Big was when he was doing whatever random thing he was doing yeah. in breakfast. that moment. Eating breakfast. Eating yeah. breakfast, yeah. And I don't know if for me it happens that way. I, really? I think it's like... It's more gradual. It's like, you know, after we've broken up, I realize, oh, I think I loved that person. <laughs> um, but it doesn't just hit you. Like, there isn't a moment where you never, that's okay. You've never a, had a ton of bricks moment. Oh, well, or, man, or it's, it's not even like, oh, I'm in love with that person. But like, you just like, you just, you just have the thought where you go, oh, I love you. I love that yeah. person. Like, yeah. I, I think, you know what? I think it's the exclamation of love that's a, that is a sudden uncontrolled. I mean, it's like what happens to Carrie for me, I think, a little spills. bit. Which is like, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, subconsciously you know that you feel love for this person. But then, you you know, at least I think the times that I've said I love you to somebody, mm-hmm. it, it just... It just came out. Yeah. It wasn't a planned thing. Um, that happened, the last guy I was dating, and yeah. he was wasted. And we, <laughs> we had only known each other for a very short amount of time, but yeah. our connection was very strong. Yeah. And I was putting on my shoes, and I was talking about, they were Converse, and I was like talking about why my Converse probably smelled bad. I mean, honestly, yeah. it was like the least <laughs> mm-hmm. cute thing ever. And his roommate had just walked in on us fooling around okay. and I was like this is so embarrassing Uh-oh. and I'm like <laughs> my duck and, purse and I'm putting on. my yeah and I'm putting my shoes on and he was just like I love you and then he went I well Oops. I yeah. oh, guess I do yeah and and I let it go because yeah. I could tell that it was like I mean well, he was nervous you were gonna take it and run with it and go this crazy this was literally weeks into our relationship oh, this okay. was very fast yeah but I can tell you that that person I honestly um, felt a lot of love for and mm-hmm. could have easily been like I totally love you like I just mm-hmm. I love I said that actually in conversation once not to him but to someone else I was like because we were talking about going to a wedding yeah. and I was like you know my, so the guy I was dating and I were very very casually talking about going to a wedding later this summer and I was having a conversation with another friend where I was like am I really going to go home to this wedding and have a job that I like and a boyfriend that I love <laughs> and the person I was talking to was like I'm sorry a boyfriend you, you love you hear yourself like yeah. and she goes is that a thing have you guys like said that yeah. and I immediately was like uh well no I mean no I just meant what I meant was someone I have love for yeah. is right. what I meant right yep and then I was like that's true. That's just yeah. And we put a lot of weight on it. We we think that we, we, if we really say like do. I just love you. That means I am madly, truly, deeply in love with you, and I want to marry you, and I want to. It's yeah. like no, no, no. Well, I can just love. Like I can love I just you. love you. Right. Yeah. Like, can't, can Why I does just, it have to be such it. a labels? Yeah. I know. We, we, well, we're all so obsessed with them. Carrie Bradshaw. Please hit me as many I'm times like, as you want. Looking for labels. Care. Looking for love. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw more than anybody. Um, well. Maybe Charlotte it is is very much focused on that kind of a thing on 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 uh, she's what an it analytical means. character. Yes, and yeah. we love her for it, and we're also driven crazy by it. Right. But so she's obsessed about and when she's is Big going to say with it the back. importance of moments sure. too, like how the moment plays right. out. So Big presents her with this duck purse, <laughs> which I like. My grandma has like stuff right. like that. Like I've definitely seen those things before. And it's this ugly 
duck purse and I think it's it very expensive yes. by the way and I yes. think it represents what is trendy and expensive at that moment which is not what Carrie Bradshaw is and about also, she's about her own personal style it represents what the women that big knows yeah. are yeah. into and yes. every other woman except for Carrie but Carrie's special Carrie's also 10 years younger That's and true. a different human being and not his wife mm-hmm. and all of these things but, but yes. she loves him anyway and she says so, I love you yeah. and then he doesn't and say he it freaks back immediately out. Yeah, he pieces he, out. And Carrie's, yeah. Carrie's frustration kind of begins to build when they're over dinner a day or two after. And he's like, very, very maddeningly specifically says, um, there's something I've been wanting to talk to you about ever since the day I gave you the purse. In non-TV speak, that sentence would have probably gone something like, you know, hey, I wanted to say something about that purse. Mm-hmm. But no, he's going to say or about the other yeah. night. Or about the yeah. other night. Yeah. And so Carrie's like, <gasps> She's this is my moment. And he's yeah, like, you she's... can return it if you want to. Yeah. And then she's immediately pissed. Yes. And then carries that upsetness over into this party that they go to mm-hmm. where new they're not the hostess who leads with her tits, by yeah. the way. She's and got no her bra. those no bra, mm-hmm. the, the silver she dress breasts. It yeah. looks like when when um Cynthia Nixon or when no, when um Samantha, Samantha brings those fake nipples to yes. you know, yeah. she's just leading with those everywhere. Yes. And apparently somehow Carrie knows this person. No, no, big knows her. Yeah, but, but she's yeah, Carrie like knows, knows her of her. the scene. Yeah. yeah. So Carrie's oh, feeling like a duck earlier. out of water. Yeah, I Purse. went there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean the thing is, um a duck out of water. The famous a saying duck purse a duck out, out, of, out water. of water. You know what I mean. Um but ducks uh, spend well, a lot of time in the water. I guess we should I guess we should Oh, that reminds me of a missed opportunity. This Uh-oh. is a bad one. Missed I'm opportunity sorry. alert. Um which is when she saw this is not a good one. I'm Uh-oh. prefacing it with that, okay? Then why are you saying But when it? she saw the the duck purse and it's awful, she should have said <laughs> duck duck ooh. <laughs> <laughs> How about I'm duck, sorry duck, that's not oops. even good. No, that's terrible. Um, but I'm anywho, proud of you for carrying on the tradition you. of the missed opportunity thank pun. Thank you. So, um so the 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 thematic kind of construct of this episode is a caste system that we we all are in different classes and castes and can oh, we right. jump from one class right. to another? So for Carrie in this episode, her relationship with Big, you know, they go to this he he buys her this duck purse which isn't her at all and then she goes to this like fancy schmancy party where all the women there have variations of this like fancy duck purse and she asks and, for a red wine and she's not allowed it because they don't serve brown food or drink so she orders her vodka rocks and she wants to smoke she can't smoke she's foo-fooed away out to the yeah. terrace and big apparently she's upset cuz he doesn't big doesn't her. go with her and i mean i don't know if he he needed to go with her at that moment, but if I had gone out there, because she finishes her cigarette by the time Jeremiah, her friend, comes out, yes. and he comes out and he's like, "Oh, are you gonna? Are you smoking?" And she's like, "Oh yeah," and she has another one. So she's been out there for like ten minutes, mm-hmm. yeah. and Big has not come mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, here's your cocktail, here's your vodka, like yeah. check in on her or whatever." Not check in on her, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah. you gotta kind of protect somebody at a party if they yeah. don't really know people. Just, it's kind of your job. I mean, I feel like especially. Especially the fact that she ordered a drink and it would have been brought too big with his drink and he didn't bring it out to her. He didn't yeah. like... And he's perceptive. He knows... he Like he says later in the episode, I know what you're really upset about. He's an intuitive guy, yeah. so he must he's know already she's feeling a, 
a little out of place. And yeah. he's not, he's and, not stepping up. You know, I, I think Carrie, she gets defiant in this moment, too, oh. because she's like, this isn't my and, kind of party. Like, these are not my people. And by the way, this is where I am just like, I am with you, Carrie, because yeah. I have done that so I've many been times that person. where I've been like, fuck you. You're not going to pay attention to me. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello, Jeremiah, my yeah. friend. Let's go have margaritas and make out later. Yeah. You're going to wish you weren't a dick to me earlier, yes. Mr. Yes. I got people who yes. want to talk to me. I do that all the time. That's horrible. Yeah. I should not confess. No, you should confess whatever. You know what? Because people do shit. And no, we I, identify with I that. Really I've been at parties where I felt out of place and I act out. Felt That's didn't. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so she gets defiant and she's like, these aren't my people. I mean, she gets defiant in two ways. Like, you know, way one is that she's like, you know, big, I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm going outside. I'm doing my own thing. These aren't my people. And then she sees her artist friend jeremiah who just happens to be a caterer at this party and i love what he says he's like you're not friends with these yeah. people are you and she's um, like no i'm not and she says yeah. some guy oh. who are you here with yeah. just some guy yeah so Oof. i you know Awful. we've talked about this before but it's very rare that you see carrie being overtly kind of gratuitously mm-hmm. sexual mm-hmm. uh maybe gratuitously is the wrong word but but overtly yeah. sexual and i thought it was interesting in this moment with jeremiah you know he's like this cool like super 90s dude he's got great 90s flop yeah, hair 90s. um <laughs> if i could only have 90s flop <laughs> hair like that i'd be happy i'm not i'm not shitting on it all right but um do you want that snake tattoo that goes down to your dick so yeah he's really got good. this tattoo Tattoo on his belly button, and Carrie says very flirtatiously, How far down does that tattoo go? Um, you know, and then uh, our bougie woman walks out and sees Carrie in a compromising position with this guy. And And she's um, her nipples are horrified by what she's they're they're screaming, she has (laughs) screaming areolas. Um, and what ends up happening is this this is a complicated episode. Uh, You know, what's funny is so sorry, I'll I'll finish this out and then tell you why I think it's complicated. So, uh, what ends up happening is Carrie ends up leaving the party with Jeremiah, who gets fired, and uh, they end up kind of making out outside her apartment and falling asleep together at her place. Next day, Big finally admits that he does love her. He just has to say it in his Calls own her up time. to tell her that. But what I find so complicated about this is that Carrie made out with this guy. They slept in the bed together. And she says, anything before I love you right. doesn't count. Yeah. Samantha- Almost doesn't count. <laughs> Samantha says that to Carrie, by the way, when she's had her affair with Big, when she slept with Big oh, already. Oh, right, right. Seasons later, um... She's like, I feel so terrible about this. And Samantha goes, oh, come on. Anything before I... Aiden hasn't said I love you. Anything before I love you doesn't count. And Carrie's like, uh, that does uh, That feels icky I mean, to me. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, totally. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing. At the party, um, and I have not recently watched seasons one and two leading up to this episode, but at the party... Um, you know, Big doesn't introduce Carrie as his girlfriend. Yeah. He doesn't say, this is my girlfriend, sure Carrie don't. Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, you know Carrie. Yeah. So I feel like 
the drunken kissing that goes on outside. Like, this is an old friend. Carrie's known Jeremiah for a while. I have friends who, if they slept over at my house, it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? And straight guys, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like, ah, we drank too much. Our clothes are clearly still on. We both passed out. Yeah. And then we wake up and we go, oh, fuck, I'm glad I didn't do anything (laughs) weird. But, I mean, you know, I don't think that, like, I would not, I don't bat an eye at what happened between Jeremiah Mm -hmm. and Carrie. Especially, like, you know, it's like a, yeah, a drunken smooch on the walk home. I mean, clearly not the best choice, right. but yeah. also probably not something that Carrie needs to call big and be like, yeah. I have to tell you right. something. You know, I don't, I don't disagree with you because the truth is life is complicated. I, yeah. People are complicated and it's not worth, I mean, it, I think it was the right decision not Agreed. to say anything to big because, I, you know, it's interesting. I heard... A theory, and not that Carrie cheated, but let's just talk about cheating for a right. second. That, uh, you know, most psychologists say if you this. cheat on yeah. somebody and they don't know and you want to keep the relationship together, don't tell them. Because. because- it's only helping yourself. Well, and the argument is, too, by the way, that if you are human, if you mm-hmm. drink too much, if you have one too many, and you sleep with somebody else one time, yeah. and you just wake up and you go, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. That is very different than having an affair with somebody right. because you are unhappy in your relationship. You're having and emotional connection, exactly. physical connection. And so they say exactly what you said. If you, wa- if you want to stay in your relationship and you really realize in your heart of hearts, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake. I had to, one too many. This is not a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep this to myself. Yep. You know, the truth is, yeah, of course that's really shitty and horrible. But at the same time... If you didn't, t- if you told that person, I have to tell you something, right. I got really drunk and slept with somebody and blah, 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 you just go, why would you do that and to they, another they person? will most likely want to throw it away and is two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years of relationship that's been great worth throwing over one thing. And the argument is too that the only reason you're telling that person is not because you feel an obligation to tell them. It's right. because you feel bad. Yeah. Yes. And you, you need to better. burden somebody else. You need yes. to release yes. it in which case that's a very selfish act as well. And I yeah. would agree mm-hmm. with that. I'm yeah. going to get real lowest common denominator on us mm-hmm. right now okay. just for a moment. Which is Carrie, Carrie and Jeremiah wake up and she's like did we? And he goes definitely not. And she goes I didn't think so. You know, I'm sorry, I'm just going to get real tea on everybody yeah. as a woman. Yeah. I'm going to wake up and my vagina is going to feel different if I've had sex. Especially drunken, awkward, like, um, uh, clumsy sex. But if you're still spinning, because Maybe. I, feel like, I yeah. feel like they really make the physical point that Carrie's just like, Whoa, Yeah, she's got a yeah. headache, she doesn't yeah. remember. She's spinning, I guess, but her vagina's spinning. <laughs> Everything's spinning. Everything's twisting in weird vertigo directions. You <laughs> won't know. I tend you to won't remember know. if I have started something or finished I, something. Sure. Yeah. But, but I could see All the right. point. What does it mean when I sleep with a woman and she doesn't know if I've started it or what is that is that a bad thing that's a topic for a different podcast oh okay but but big calls carrie and says all right damn it i love you yeah and and carrie is charmed and we're all charmed now yes let's throw away let's just give a two seconds 30 seconds to charlotte's 
Oh, Wiley totally. Ford. Totally, I love that. Wiley Ford. Okay, I, I, have, I, have a, I have a bone to pick about this subplot. Oh, no. I'll set it up real quick. So Charlotte's at the gallery, and who should walk in but America's <laughs> favorite movie star. <laughs> Wiley Ford. And he's kind of a... I don't know even know. Idiot. Yeah, he's a moron and he's staring. This is a great he's joke, totally actually. He's great. staring at a fire extinguisher and he thinks it's a piece of art, which is genuinely hilarious. Yeah, it was yeah. very funny. Um, it's deeply funny. But I feel he like says, I would do the How same much thing. for this piece? <laughs> yeah. She's and, like, that's a fire extinguisher. But you can have it. But you can have it. Take yeah. it. No, really. Which, by the way, is such a girl thing. Yeah. If you yeah. are like smitten with somebody and they are an idiot. And they do something really... I have done that where I'm like, don't make them feel weird. It's yeah. fine. No, no, no. You should take this fire extinguisher. You will think it's cool. It's totally fine. When in in real life, if it yeah. were anybody else, you'd be like, are you fucking <laughs> So Charlotte uh, is completely enamored with movie star Wiley Ford. And all her rules fly out the window, she says, to carry on, yeah. the phone, on her giant cell phone. But I'm wondering, I ask you, what are Charlotte's rules? Because in every single episode up until now... She yeah. slept with a guy after a date or two. But she really thinks that they're going to be her boyfriend. She does. She Every single the time. they yeah. And I love how much of a romantic she is. And she just has different pearl-clutching rules yeah. than other people but have. But Wiley Ford, she knows, is not going to be her boyfriend. No. She gets in that limo yeah. just to bang him. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, just to go to town. if I was a single girl and it was Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever caliber yes. celebrity yeah. they're trying to... Pre- Trey him to be, I'd do the same thing. Of course you And I would, would think it was adorable that he was pissing on the bricks I on the I wouldn't think it was w- adorable, but I would be like, this is forgivable. <laughs> yeah. This forgivable. All forgivable. Only, only because it's Wiley DiCaprio, exactly. not because it's, not because it's some it's dude. Charming. Here's yeah. my, here's my bone picking. Uh-oh, pick and that bone. I don't, I don't blame the writers for this. I don't blame society for this. <laughs> But I do think that it's impossible to accurately portray a movie star on a TV show or in the movies, and a lot of people are guilty of this, when it's not actually a movie star. Yes. Because it's like an artifact. A movie star is like this rare gem of a thing that is so unique and beautiful to behold. And when when it's like just like some... Dude, Random would you have rather? Person? But here's the thing: oh, in the Sex Jared. in the City movie, in this part two, the Sex yeah. in the City part. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead. Words. Um, yeah. Penelope Cruz doesn't play herself, and it's distracting. I know. I hate that. She's she's That's the a whole president of the thing, Bank though. of Madrid, and yeah. it's confusing because it's a real movie star. And we're like, oh my god, okay. Penelope Cruz is at this party, yeah. but then it turns out not to be her. So thanks that, for proving my point. But what I about, don't know about that. what about when Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> yes. Yes. See, I yes. think that that, that works. I no, think, that that does yeah. work yeah. because he's playing himself. And but I but is really he right. playing Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Yes. Oh, he is. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. he was playing like. No, no, else. he's playing Matthew no, he McConaughey. Because she even is like, okay, Matthew McConaughey. I see. Yeah, I love, I, and, and I love when uh, this is slightly different. But I love when celebrities poke fun at yeah. themselves too. He's great. But he plays like, himself on on crack. 
I'm yeah. so, but I'm always annoyed when it's like, oh my god, that's famous movie star Ryan John Pickle. Yeah, and it's but like, I, who is I will say idiot? though that I think Smith Jared is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, sure. I, I think that works. I believe that. I go to they, sleep they at night hoping well. that but he's that's a real thing. Also, an ex- the exception to the rule. Yeah, yeah. I, you're right. Most I believe most Smith Jared, the absolute stars. hunk. I believe yeah. Smith Jared. It's just like, although he's kind of dumb too. But he's, I like Smith Jerry. I like, I like, he's, yeah. You know what? These are the conversations that will keep us fulfilled for the next 50 it's true. years we're of our lives. So, and I don't think <laughs> that we're ever going to reach like a consensus episodes. on it either. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, so anyway, Charlotte's hanging out with movie star Wiley Ford. You may know him from such pictures as... The old locket or action butter. The picture of Ryan um, Gray. So he's like just being a total jackass because I guess when you're a movie star, that's what you can do. And he's like. They go to a restaurant, he's smoking pot, blowing it into her mouth um, like an asshole. Which, by the way, if someone says they don't smoke something or they don't want to drink something, fuck you you if you sneak it into their drink or you blow it down their face. Yeah. Yeah, I think they want you to think that Wiley Ford is a douchebag. Yeah, and they succeeded. Mission accomplished. Um, Jesus. So he ultimately um, asked her to do something rather crude. Listen, Charlene, I want you to do something for me. I want you to go to the ladies' room, stick your finger in your pussy, come back, and let me smell it. Did, can you believe that he just I said that? I can't believe he just said that. Um, but I mean, I think it's, it's, I'm glad that the writers went there because yeah. they needed something to, because Charlotte's, she, as she says, or she's letting go of all her rules. Like she's breaking all of her rules, but she's got a limit. Yeah. And that's the limit. Well, and I she think... has the most hilarious look on her face and she's like, <laughs> you can just see it. I she's also done. think that by the way, like if Wiley Ford had said that to Carrie Bradshaw, she would have had the same reaction. It yeah. would have just been like I feel like that was not just a limit for Charlotte. No, I Carrie, feel like that was just yeah. for anybody. Carrie would have said out loud, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah, you exactly. know, Charlotte just kind of gave the perfect Kristen Davis face. Like, like yeah, she yeah. just okay and just walked out. But you're right, Carrie. Carrie would have said, Carrie would have said no as well. I feel like all of them, even Samantha, because it's not it's even about kink. It's just about like somebody mm-hmm. being a dick, and just you're like, a, you know yes. what? Even Samantha would have probably said, go fuck yourself. Yeah, she yeah. would have. I think you're right. Um, and speaking of Samantha, Samantha. let's talk a little oh, bit you about dirty girl. the cast system <laughs> oh, here. This is so problematic. So, I just lo- I love this storyline because it's so strange. So ridiculous. It's so really weird. strange. I so love it, though. It's Samantha's, perfect for Kim Cattrall yeah. to get jerked off, to get sheets jerked out from under her and fall yeah. on the floor. They, she's so great she with physical comedy. She plays the physical comedy really well. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's dating some... This really forgettable, front dumpy face. guy. <laughs> yeah. With thinning um, hair and named uh, Turkle. Yeah. I, I didn't remember seeing his lumpy butt in this episode before. But they we like saw having it. all the men show their business. Yeah, and yeah. I'm thankful for that, frankly. Me too. I like I like that they always choose from a pool of like clearly like New York theater guys. Like yeah. that guy's and like a theater them. workhorse dude. Yep. You can just totally tell. And he was great. By his look. Yeah, he was fantastic. So this dude, Turkle, uh Mr. Turkle. Um, He's rich enough to have a servant. He, yeah, he has a servant. And Samantha values this. Name some. I'm dating a guy right now, and he's got an actual servant. What? Really? Yeah. 
It seems that Samantha was dating Harvey Turkle, a real estate investor who had just made a killing in the market, turning Chelsea sweatshops into luxury co-ops for the upwardly trendy. Sum is a fantastic cook. Mm. And you won't eat better Thai food in Bangkok. Was hello pay noodle, Mr. Harvey? Yes, please. You like spicy like Mr. Harvey, miss? I love spicy. Enjoy. Isn't she the best? I could not live without her. Um, and, uh, you know, she's very loyal to him, I guess. <laughs> why are you so, why are you so I don't bashful? know, this is like, because it's such a, it's so, it's such a, so strange, but, um. She's, yeah, she's, sir, she's his servant, and she makes him Thai food, and. But wait, now, here's my question. Why, is, does he call her a servant? I don't know. That's a weird thing to call somebody, isn't it? Can't yeah. he just call her like? Well, the... Samantha uses the word. I don't yeah. think we ever see. I guess him he, could, use he, he doesn't. He, he shouldn't call her, her the help. That seems right. worse. He never. Yeah, he never yeah. calls her anything. Why don't you just call her like my friend? Like, Why doesn't my he just friend? marry her? Yeah. I wonder. Well, that it might happen. Did. So yeah. So Samantha's seeing said gentleman, and he's got this servant who's like you know very um, conciliatory. It seems. Until he leaves, um, and then she's just an awful wench. Yeah, she's just terrible. She's um, mad. At she's Samantha. got a job to do, Alec. Yeah, but there's, she doesn't have time for breakfast. She has to clean the. Let sheets. me give you the real tea. There's a jealousy <laughs> happening. I think you're right. Uh-huh. Um, some like it not. Whoa, boy. Okay. No, Whoa. fine. Um, it was and beautiful, but she doesn't like Samantha hanging around. These so are the kind of storylines I hate. Because I hate when somebody's right, but everyone else thinks they're crazy. That's why you like, can't watch Drag Me to Hell. I know how much you love that movie. I, love that movie. He, he I also can't won't watch, watch someone like he can't yeah. watch bad things happening to somebody and not like and There's like no everyone knows that no one else can fix it. And I need it's, it's justice. Too much anxiety for yeah. Drag. But um, yeah, so this this is a storyline I hate because Samantha is trying to tell Turkle that his servant. Is being a total B yeah, to her, she is but Turkle, you You're know, so weird right now. You know, he he's loyal. He's loyal to some. Well, he loves some. It's not that he's. I think he just likes that she's loyal to him. Yeah, yeah he likes a certain type of lady, which is interesting. Yeah. How he wound up with Samantha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's a strong, independent woman? Yeah. Well, because he's got his other type of lady at home that he knows will never leave him. Yeah. So he gets what he needs from her, and then he just has Samantha for the other stuff. Yep. Good sum is hard to find. It sure is. We learned about um, Samantha's lover with a servant while the girls are all getting pedicures. A lot of wonderful artists worked as bartenders for years. Doesn't mean he won't be making money someday. He's not an artist slash bartender. He's just happy being a bartender, period. No aspirations beyond shaking the cocktails and refilling the peanut bowls. How's he in bed? There are no words. Sounds like a dream relationship to me. Yeah, he can make you come and then he can make you a cosmopolitan. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know how you can get serious with a guy whose entire future is based on tips. Wait a minute. Rich men date not-so-rich women all the time. I mean, come on, look at me and Big. It's not about money. It's about compatibility. Yeah, but it's normal for the guy to have more money. Oh, Oh, come on. I know lots of women who make more money than their husbands. You're all missing my point. None of this matters to me. 
I just don't want it to matter to him. It's like when single men have a lot of money, it works to their advantage. But when a single woman has money, it's a problem you have to deal with. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I want to enjoy my success, not apologize for it. Bravo, honey. Bravo. But you're talking about more than a difference in income. You're talking about a difference in background and education. This guy is working class. Working class? Yeah, it's the millennium, sweetie. We don't say things like working class anymore. Um, and Miranda's talking about Steve. Um, and, and Charlotte, you know, has some very strong opinions on this, as Charlotte always does when it comes to money and class and society. Um, and Miranda is expressing her concerns about the fact that she kind of is starting to feel guilty that she has money and Steve doesn't have money. Yeah. And she's noticing the disparity... And, and, and how different it is versus if Steve had all the money and she didn't and have And that she doesn't even care for the first yeah. time. She doesn't mm -hmm. care that she makes more money. She yeah. just really is into Steve. I feel like yeah. this is the emotional centerpiece of the episode. Yes. Like, this is the real strong through line yes. in here. Because Miranda, Miranda and Steve, what they have transcends whatever spot they're in right. economically or socially. And they actually just care about each other well, and they're, they're great the odd, for each they're other. They're the odd couple. Awesome. Yeah. You know, they're Steve the opposites the attract. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, Miranda's got this fancy party that she wants Steve to go to. And, you know, he's got this old, like, Paddington Bear style corduroy suit. <laughs> um, and A gold That he suit. calls gold, which... That's such, that's good writing. And she gives that suit the gold shoulder. She does. What? That's right. Hello. So she wants him to buy a fancy suit and he, and he looks great in it, but it's 1800 bucks David that he can't afford. And, and um, she offers to pay. She says, and this is actually Miss Manners says, you know, if you invite somebody to something, you're supposed to pick up the check. Sure. Yeah. If you do the inviting, and, and Miranda 100% says, listen, you are doing me a favor by coming to this ridiculous mm -hmm. thing, this thing that I know is silly and yeah. there's a dress code for. Let me just pay for this. And she suit. doesn't yeah. make it weird. No. This is my treat. So I would love to ask the gentleman yeah. at the, on the bed. Yes. Because um, this came up with me and NX all the time. Yeah. All the time, where he would be like, "This is what men do. Ooh. Just let me." And he wasn't being a dick. Like he wasn't being like, "I'm a man. You're a lady." Yeah. It was more like, "I'm gonna carry your golf clubs. Right. I'm gonna pay for the bucket of balls. Right. Because I'm taking you out on a date." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, "Okay," because I had, in that particular instance, I had invited him. I had said, "I'm going to the driving range," and he said. I'll go with you. And I yeah. said, great. And he shows up and he's trying to carry my stuff and I'm like, I can do it. And mm -hmm. he's like, no, I'm a gentleman. I'm taking this. Yeah. So my question to you is like, I agree. I don't feel like Miranda made it weird. I feel like in that scenario, she had the money. Mm -hmm. She invited him to this, this situation that required something that he didn't have yeah. that they needed, that he needed to purchase. And he didn't have the money for it, but she wanted him to go. As a gentleman or as a dude, are you like, are you with Steve? Are you like, I'm paying for it, let me pay for the fucking suit, which mm -hmm. is what he says. Yeah. Or are you like, you know what, okay, I accept this help. Yeah, I would say uh, I would say case by case basis probably, but for the most part, uh, I am not like Steve, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I 
I think for Steve, it's uh, it may be a gender issue, but I think it's also an issue of pride. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think pride like takes many forms. And I, you know, I would say that uh, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a prideful person, mm-hmm. or, or that that my pride would outlo- outweigh. Yeah, no, you are prideful. <laughs> That's yeah. true. But I, for me, my I take pride in certain parts of my life. But if somebody wants to offer me a gift or if somebody wants to pay for something and I feel like it's appropriate, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not burdening somebody mm-hmm. and or it's that it's something special that they want to do for me. No question. I, I, I'm frustrated by Steve in this episode. I understand where he's coming from, but he should let her buy the suit because she has the money because for she it. can. Yeah, she thing. can do it, and, it's and she not wants to. A do big it. hit to her bank account. Right. She's like, yeah. no, no, it makes me happy to do this. You look great in it. I'm proud yeah. of you. And She's I asked you to do you. it in the first place. Yes. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, and I want to ask two questions. Well, first of all, I want to make a statement, and then I want to ask a question. Yeah. The first statement I want to make is um, Cynthia Nixon, when he comes to her door, when Steve comes to the door, not dressed, mm-hmm. and he's just like, you deserve someone different, yeah. and I'm not that guy. Why are you dressed like that? I returned the suit. Frankly, I I couldn't afford it. Then why didn't you let me pay for it? Miranda, you need to be with a guy who's more on your level. Steve. Being in that store with you, I didn't feel good about myself. Look, I think you're an incredible lady. You want to break up with me over a suit? Fuck the suit. It's not just the suit. There's always going to be things out of my reach. So I'm being punished for being successful. That's not how I mean it. Got it. Well, thanks for the info and standing me up. And it's been nice knowing you. Her reaction is just like hard. That's some amazing acting, by the way. You see her, her really hear what Steve is saying, and is heartbreaking. Yeah. Because I can also say I've been in that situation too, where somebody's just like, "I'm making this decision for the both of us," and it's like, "You're like, no, 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 make my decisions (laughs) for me." But here's the other part, and I mean, this might be nitpicking, but part of me was kind of just like. Why wouldn't Steve go to a men's warehouse? Right. Sure. Or a Sears or someplace. Get an and affordable you know suit that looks and I, great. Yeah. And I understand. I never thought of that. It's probably because the point of is exactly what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. The point is it's pride. Yeah. It's I don't need anybody else to do anything for me. I'm in a situation where the woman I'm dating makes way more money than me. Mm-hmm. And it makes me uncomfortable. And I understand that's integral to the story. But for me... Like, part of me was just like, if I were Miranda, I would be like, okay, why don't we split it? Yeah. Why don't, if I'm in the store and it's $2,000 and he can't pay for the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, why doesn't she say, okay, let me pay for half of it or whatever? Right. Or why doesn't she say, you know what, let's go somewhere else. Let's go buy a, a $300 suit. I'm going to hit you with something real, okay. which I think is the answer <clears throat> to that question. I, um, I dated a girl... Uh, for a brief time, who is older than me, mm-hmm. and she was so smart. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she was so worldly and, um, I was completely intimidated by mm-hmm. her, like intimidated to the point where if I knew we were going to talk on the phone, I would write down things wow. I was going to say Oh, tiny because baby. like, I was like, I, you know, I'd get no, so get nervous yeah. and, and like, I just was like, I don't deserve to be with her. Cause she, I, she's just so out of my league mm-hmm. on, on all of these levels. And I think Steve's final conversation with Miranda is what is really going on with yeah. him, which is oh. we are too different to be together. It's not about the suit. The suit is just like this tangible the catalyst. Yeah, catalyst mm-hmm. that you can point to, oh, but that represents something Steve. so much bigger, which Steve is like, I'll never fit in with right. you. I'll never be right. in your crowd and I'll right. never live up to the person that you probably deserve. Yeah. And they're, what comes with that is a great internal pressure. Um, Like the pressure that I felt to try and be as funny or as clever as her Mm -hmm. or as smart as this girl I was seeing. And for him, it's like, I, it's so much pressure. He's like, I'm just going to bow out. You just crack. It's like, you just can't defer to whoever deserves you. And Miranda's point is, I don't care. You don't have to do those things. I like you for how you are. Yeah. But, but the internal pressure you just feel like it's never going to be good enough. Yeah. And I think that's what's going on with him. That's so not fair to Miranda though. Yeah. Poor no, girl. it's not fair, but it's, that's what makes it great. And yeah. Complicated. yeah. And that's, that's what makes what it real. Yeah. By the way, is that it's not about what's fair. It's about what's real. And yeah. you know, Steve is, I always felt like Steve was a very real character. Oh, yeah. Like from day one, I, David Engelbright, that's how you say his name. Or Engelberg. Uh, Eigenberg. Thank yeah. you. Um, he is just such a, he, you know, he just nailed that role. Yes. That role, because mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen him in other things, and, and he's a fine actor, but that role, yeah. he, nobody else could have done it the yeah. way that he did it. Yeah. And it's not even, like, Steve is not a character where, as a girl, I'm like, oh, shucks, he's so, like, Aiden. <laughs> Aiden, right. I'm like, oh, shucks, he's so sweet and mm-hmm. cute. Steve is just like such a real guy. Yeah, he is. He's such a real guy, mm-hmm. and that, and he, he really um, brought it. He's so no bullshit, and that's what Miranda needs. Because at the end of the day, you know, Miranda. Uh, I feel like we've talked about this before on the podcast, but she's she's so on the outside. She's so Miss. I've got it together, and I'm a I'm a lawyer, and I have ideas, and I have my spin class, and I have whatever, but. She is a very vulnerable, very emotional person. And she puts up these walls because she doesn't know how to handle it. And she's very prideful. And But at the end of the day, she loves harder than... In some ways, I think sometimes she loves harder than Carrie loves. Of course. Mm-hmm. She's such a deeply vulnerable person. So, you know, you you Steve... It takes a person like Steve to be like... Let me buy you some pizza. Like mm-hmm. it's just he's he. There are no frills about Steve, no. and she needs a person like yeah. that who's who's going to be like you know. Th- there's the moment when she walks in a couple seasons later, she drops yeah, the bottom the, falls out yeah, of it. She the drops the yeah, and she's like, I I don't I'm not ready for this. You, sometimes my sponges smell and I drop things and I'm clumsy and and you you're going to see all of that if we mm-hmm. live together. And he's like, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And how. I also just love his voice. He's got Aww. a great voice. I mean, Sweet it's so Steve. particular. It is. Like, yeah. how does one even do that? Miranda. 
Um, it's right in the front of his mouth. <laughs> is there anything else? I mean, listen, there are about 17 hours, but yeah. we'll just have Clark back. It'll be yeah. Fun. Oh, I'll right. come back. That's great. Yeah, That's she great. will. Well, thank you so much. Hey, thank you so for an incredibly fun. rich and entertaining episode of Carry yeah. On. I'm kind of overwhelmed. Um, and I know you guys had a fun time listening. Clark, where can uh, where can all of our listeners who now are absolutely completely in love with you, just like Miranda's in love with Steve, OMG. find you on the internet? OMG. I'm on the Instagrams and the Twitters at Clark Wolf. Clark with an E, Wolf with an E. And uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook.com backslash official Clark Wolf. Question for you. Yes. One last question. Yes. So Steve says, like, they're eating pizza and it looks great. Mm-hmm. And he says, these are the best slices in the city. It's a very New York thing. Like, have a New York slice of pizza. What is the L.A. equivalent of a great slice of pizza? Is it couscous? Well, here's the, <laughs> here's the thing is that I cannot have gluten. No. Yeah, but right. there's the place called Not Diablo. What am I trying to say? Uh, not Diablo. It's not. It's it's another name for Lucifer. Lucifer. Oh, yes. Lucifer. Yeah. Lucifer's is Lucifer. The best. I love Lucifer. I love Lucifer as well. It's so good. And look, guys, I'm not trying to be cool and all this like LA bullshit. I don't eat gluten. I really can't. <laughs> she just yeah. can't. You guys. And recently, she wants to. She oh, she drooled have, over that pizza. Yeah. In this episode. All no she talks idea. to me about is how much she fucking loves gluten it's and so wishes she could eat it. Gluten. Yeah. That's yes. me from This Is the End. But um, gluten and, is like your big it it's is. like that it's mysterious thing that you wish you could <laughs> have and you can't it. quite oh, touch boy. but um but yeah and i recently had to stop with the dairy too because my stomach is just has a mind of its own and my stomach is an asshole that doesn't make any sense actually I <laughs> no i love it but <laughs> but <laughs> it has so many meanings but lucifer's um has uh dairy-free cheese and oh, gluten-free pizza yeah. and honestly it is some of the best pizza i've ever had Good for so them. Yeah. That's what I say is Lucifer's. That's my vote. But what okay. about you guys? Well, I mean, I, I think when I, I'm trying Ooh. to think like, okay, well, New York is pizza. What is uh, it? Oh, you're not LA, saying like, LA is like sushi? LA uh, is... Um, oh, Mexican food. Mexican sure. food. Sure. It's it has like to be, um, right? Everyone always says, uh, I mean, I, I love Mexican, but I wouldn't say that I'm a connoisseur. Like, mm. I wouldn't say I know the mm-hmm. spots. But um, a lot of people will say, you know, Farmer's Market. Oh. I forget the name of the joint in the Farmer's Market at the Grove. Oh, at the Grove? Um, oh. But people are like, that place is like the best Mexican. A Mexican place? We have a ton yeah. of good Mexican in LA. Yeah. Really Everybody's going to gonna have an opinion. Oh, my God. No, that place on um, Beverly. Oh, God. It is good Mexican. I, you, I don't know if you've heard of it. Taco Bell? Oh! <laughs> you know, I it's hear they're really open good. late. I think yeah, it's, I think it's pronounced Togobel. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It's get Togobel. It right. And they have fourth meal? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, a very, it's a very pretentious thing that happens in LA. It's called fourth meal. <laughs> yeah, you guys you don't guys, know about it. What are you <laughs> kidding? Um, well, thank you Man, so much Clark, again. Thank you so much for really having me. Uh, if you want to find Carry On Podcast, we're on Twitter at Carry On Podcast. Same thing on Instagram. I mean, you know, just say hi. Yeah. Write us a review on iTunes. Thank Those you. are funny to read. Uh, uh, yeah, and until next time, carry, carry on. on.